Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Yinka and I remain your online Agile coach. Now in today's episode, I'm going to kick off a new series called the Scrum Mastery Masterclass. And to kick off our first module, I have my very first topic titled Traditional Approach, aka Project Management, aka Waterfall Approach. I'm sure you're wondering, why are we talking about Waterfall Approach on an Agile channel? Now, we're going to be talking about traditional approach, aka waterfall, on this channel because it's very important for you to understand what this approach is all about. So as a Scrum Master, you need to know the traditional approach, okay? No knowledge is wasted, and it's very important because many of the organizations that you work for still use this approach. So even though they're trying to transition to an agile way of working, many of their projects are still being run the traditional way. So it's very important for you as a Scrum Master to also be knowledgeable and understand what this process or this methodology is all about. It helps with communication. It helps you be on the same page with this team members or this individual's who are used to this way of working. And it's also important because it helps you understand the similarities in both approaches and why Agile has chosen to adopt the way that it works, right? So it's important for you to understand this waterfall approach for knowledge sake and because it just helps you be more valuable because you're also able to relate with these people. Communication is a big thing in the industry we're in. So understanding what, you know, what traditional approach is all about, aka this waterfall approach, really helps you in the long run. All right. So just take it from somebody who has worked for many of these organizations and really knows what what, what works. Also seeing some positions out there <laughs> where they will tell you that it's a scrum master position, but in reality, you will be working on a waterfall project. And so knowing or having an idea about the waterfall way of working is actually important because it helps you kind of like get into that project, understand what works, and then, you know, help them migrate into this newer way of working that is agile. So having this knowledge is very important. And so for this series, I felt that this was important for us to kick off with this series. So what is project management? Project management is the use of specific knowledge, skill set, tools, and techniques to deliver value. It's the process of planning, organizing, implementing, executing, you know, and controlling a project so that we're able to achieve the desired goals and objectives, you know, within the given constraints that we have, which is usually the scope, the timeline, and the budget. So the ultimate goal of project management is basically to complete a project successfully, meeting the stakeholder demands, the expectations, while ensuring that the project is delivered on time, is delivered within the budget, and according to the required quality standard, right? Now, even in the agile space, we still develop products, we develop projects, you know, we do all of these things. And primarily, you know, the definition of project and managing a project is still the same thing, but the way that we go about accomplishing it is what is different. But for today's module and episode, we're really going to stick through the traditional way of working. Now, for us to actually achieve the goals and objective of a project, using a traditional approach, we go through five processes. So all of those processes will get us from start to finish, right? So let's assume that we have a project to build a website. We're going to go through each of those processes 
to get to the final objective using the traditional approach. And the five processes are initiation, planning, execution, monitoring and controlling, and closing. So we have five phases within the traditional approach. Now, each of those phases have multiple processes, multiple inputs and output that we need to, you know, take into consideration their task and activities that we need to take into consideration before we get to the finish line. Now, what makes the traditional approach a waterfall approach is the fact that we have to conclude one phase before we go to the next phase. So to kick off a project, you're going to start with initiation. Now, what happens in initiation? Initiation is that period where we identify the project purpose, the goal, the objectives, and we define the project scope. That is what happens at the beginning. Now, at that initiation phase, there are several processes, there are several things that we're still going to do, but that's the overall objective we're going to try to get out. So at the end of the day, before we close the initiation phase, we need to have the following outputs. The project's goal, the objective, and identify the scope. Once we're done with that, we then move to the next phase that is called the planning phase. Now, the planning phase is actually the space where we develop a detailed plan. We develop the task, the activities. You know, think about the user stories in the agile space. We write every user story that is needed to build this website up front right at this time. So we build a detailed plan, includes the project task, includes the timelines, the resource requirements, and the budget. So everybody that's going to be doing the work, we identify them at this period, we assign them to task, we assign the time it will take for them to complete that task all up front. That is what happens in the planning phase. Now, once we come up with this project plan and everybody's on the same page, we then move to the execution space, right? The execution phase is the third phase. Now, this is when we start to implement the project plan, where we're coordinating and directing the project resources and monitoring the project process. So this is the execution phase where people are actually doing the work. So all of the things that we've documented in the, you know, in the planning phase, we then bring it to life at this phase. Now, when we're done with this phase, we then move to the monitoring and control phase where we're tracking the project progress against the plan. We're identifying if there are any variations. And at this time, if there's any variation, we then have to go through a change management process where we have to then meet with, you know, our managers to tell them things are not going according to plan. You know, these are the things that needs to be changed. And sometimes change is super expensive at that time. And we then have to figure out what do we need to do? Do we need to have more resources? You know, do we have more budget? You know, are we going to have to extend the timeline? And many times, you know, we are going to be constrained by either all three or one of the three. So all of these things are things that we have to figure out. And then, you know, depending on what management is able to do, we're able, we're able to get approval and then we make those changes. And change at this time is always expensive because remember, we plan upfront. So all of the work, we've implemented it. And sometimes the change might be big because we have to change so many things. Sometimes it might be a small change that might be, might be small enough that we don't even notice so much. But oftentimes they're not. It's always a big change because things are tied to one another. And we've built everything only for us to realize, oh, we built the wrong thing. And now... We have to go in a different direction. But anyway, going back to the project phases, 
All of those things happen within that monitoring and controlling phase. And then we finally get to the closure phase where we're then bringing the project to a close. We're completing the project. You know, we've delivered the final product or service and we're evaluating the overall success of the project. So basically that's like the five phases that we go through. So when you get, you know, assigned to a team that is, you know, implementing a, a traditional project, you might meet them in any of those phases. You might meet them where they are still planning. You might meet them while they're implementing. And when they're implementing, even within the execution phase, there are different phases, right? They're going to have the development phase where they're developing the work. Then you're going to have the phase where they are testing the work, right? So depending on where, when you get assigned to that project, you might meet them at that, you know, at the particular phase. But it's important for you to understand this phase is so that when you join the team, you know, you are not confused and overwhelmed with the work because you already have an idea of the space and the type of framework or methodology that they are using to implement their project. Now, one other thing I like to do is to introduce you to some of the, you know, the terminologies that in the traditional way. So same way we have, you know, practices in an agile way, we also have like tools and techniques that are used in the traditional method. And you have several tools and techniques depending on the phase that you're in in a project. So I am going to mention a few. So when we kick off our project in that, you know, starting phase, many times you're going to hear things like the project objective, the scope statement, a, a scope change control. You know, when you get to your, uh, when you get to the planning stage, you're going to hear things like schedule, budget, project team, or responsibility metrics. And basically that's like who is doing what. So you're going to have like a template that has a responsibility metrics of all the members on the team, what they're doing, what their responsibility is, right? Some of times, sometimes those things will have agreements where people understand exactly what they're supposed to do. There's like SOWs that are tied against those if you have vendors that are working with the team. And then um, in the planning phase, you would hear things like WBS, work breakdown structure. And that's where you have like all of the tasks and responsibilities. And then you have, you know, the timelines assigned to it. So there's a task that needs to happen. This is how many hours it would take. This is when it will happen. And I'm sure some of you might have heard about the Gantt chart. So the Gantt chart is what we use to create our project plan where we have, you know, a list of all the tasks and the resources that are doing the work and the timeline. So work breakdown structure is something that you should be familiar with, even if you don't need to know how it works. But at least if you hear it in, you know, the team or the organization, you know what it is, right? <laughs> that is really what we have as our project backlog. So that's what... A, you know, a WBS really means. Now it's important for you, even before we go further, it's important for you to actually even understand what a project is, right? So we spoke about project management. We spoke about the processes. And then I mentioned some of the terminologies that are used in the traditional way of working. But it's also important for you to understand what a project is. A project is a temporary endeavor. It has a start and end date, right? Anything that has either start and end date is considered operations, right? So when you get assigned to a team, it's part of you to even understand the type of work they're doing. So you know whether is this operations or is this actually a project, right? Because a project has to be a temporary endeavor. It can be indefinite, right? Because we are bound by, you know, a timeline, we're bound by scope. 
were bound by a budget. So it's a temporary endeavor that an organization would undertake so that they're able to deliver a desired result, product, or service, right? So we're trying to do something new. So let's say that we work for Amazon and Amazon wants to introduce an upgraded website. We would initiate a new project that is project upgrade website, right? Let's assume that depending on the features that we're trying to introduce to the website, it might take us about a year, right? We're going to have to assign resources to it. We're going to need to assign a budget to it. We're going to um, you need to understand what the scope of work would be, right? To understand the features we're trying to we're trying to deliver within a given timeline. That is what a project really is. And it's important for you so that even as you get assigned to a team and work for a team, you're able to understand, you know, what they're working on. You're able to understand the type of framework that best suits the work they're doing. So let's assume that, you know, this is a team that is trying to transition into Agile, but they're not a project team, they're an operations team, but they want to start working in an Agile way. Understanding what a project is and is not helps you to know, okay, should this team use the Scrum framework? Should this team use Kanban? And it's your understanding of what a project is, what operations is, what Scrum is, what Kanban is that helps you to help them make that decision. Because then you understand their scope of work, you understand the way they work, and you know where it falls, whether it's a project or operations. And that's why many times this um, knowledge is not wasted, okay? Because you're able to bring that knowledge even into your new way of working. You're able to also help the people that are coming from this traditional way of working to adapt quickly so that they're able to see the similarities where needed, okay? So it's really amazing for you as a Scrum Master. That's what truly makes you exceptional when you are able to marry both knowledge and help your team really move in the right direction that they really want to be in, okay? So... Even though you're a scrum master, even though traditional approach is an approach that people are moving away from, the reality is that many teams in many big organizations today still use the traditional approach. And I don't think the traditional approach is actually going anywhere because many organizations, it's been in existence for over four decades. Many organizations trust it. And for projects that have a defined scope, that they are not complicated, that are very simple, the traditional approach works for it. So why are they not going to use it, right? So as a Scrum Master, you might find yourself in a situation where you will be supporting or you may be supporting a team that is still pretty much traditional and you might be required to move them to that agile way. But one of the ways that makes it easier for you to get them to that other line is for you to actually understand the traditional way of working. So you're able to, you know, dot the T's and the I's and help them understand, you know, that where they're going to, it's not far-fetched from where they're coming from. And it's just a few things that need to change, starting with their mindsets and how they will implement a project. So in the actual space, what we do is that all of those faces are condensed and all of those faces, we run them iteratively as opposed to how we have specific Faces, And that's what makes the traditional approach a waterfall approach, because you have to finish one phase before you move to the next phase. You have to finish the next phase before you move to the third phase, 
up until when you close the project, okay? Now, like I said earlier, that this video is just an overview to get you thinking so you can begin to explore the world of project management. And for those of you that are interested, Project Management Institute is the body of knowledge that actually helps out with this project management approach. So any information that you need to know about project management, you can always go to pmi.org and you can get started on just having an overview of what project management is, what the um, phrases are and what the processes are. Project management has multiple processes and I don't want to go into details into all of those processes, but it's important for you to know some of those processes, okay? Now, something else that is important for you to also know, because you probably hear from time to time, are the knowledge areas within project management. So basically, project management has process groups, right? The process groups are the processes I initially discussed. There are five process groups. We have knowledge areas. So they have 10 knowledge areas. And then they have processes that um, are inputs and outputs to each of those process groups. So the knowledge areas include project integration management, project scope management, where you're managing the scope, project time management, where you're managing the time, project cost management, project quality, project resource, project communication, and project risk. So these are all the knowledge areas that as a project manager, you need to be knowledgeable about. Now, the good thing is that as a Scrum Master, you don't need to manage all of these areas, right? Scrum Masters don't manage, you know, um, the cost. They sometimes kind of help out with the timeline and support their teams. But project management, you have to manage all of this, you know, from integration to the scope, to the time, the cost, the quality, the resource, the communication, the risk. You're managing all of that within the process groups. And there are several processes that you need to coordinate and implement for you to be able to get to that finish line. So project management is a bit more complex compared to the agile way of working. And that's why software felt like this was a heavyweight methodology. And the way software is working, we need a light framework. And that's why you hear Scrum being a light framework. So when you don't understand, you know, where they're coming from, it's really difficult for you to understand where they're going to. So having this basic knowledge really helps you as a Scrum master to then understand, oh, this is how we were working. This is the way we're doing things. And this were the problems that we encountered as the need for organizations to be agile and start working in an agile way. Now, I feel like I've spent quite a number of time on this, and this was meant to be a quick overview. So for those of you who are new to Scrum, I hope today's episode is able to help you open up your mind to the world of project management, help you have a better understanding of traditional approach, aka waterfall approach, aka project management, and you know much more than the words. You understand what project management is, you now understand what a project is, you understand the five you know, process groups within project management. And now you're familiar with the 10 knowledge areas. There's also the processes that I believe there are over 40 processes, but I do not want to boss with that. You can always go to PMI.org once again to go get more information about project management. Thank you guys so much for staying this long with me on this episode. And like I said, this is a series. So there's going to be more episodes on that the Scrum Mastery Masterclass and the goal with this series is actually to help you have all of the knowledge to succeed as a Scrum Master. So don't forget to like, don't forget to share, 
Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave a review. And more importantly, don't forget to join me same time next week. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. Bye.